What's going on? I am Geo. Today I am joined on the show by Mike of the Graveyard Shift Horror Podcast for a review, and we will be taking a look at the 1989 British children's television series Tugs. Stay tuned. The Geo Show. 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 Welcome to another episode of The Geo Show. I am, of course, your host and master of ceremonies, GOP, and we are back for another review. Joining me today to review is from the Graveyard Shift Horror Podcast. It is the lovely Mike King. Mike, how are you doing? Ah, uh, living lovely, doing lovely. Thanks for the uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's always good to leave the uh, the cobwebs and the the creaky floorboards of the graveyard studio and you know work with someone else. Happy to have you aboard, uh, of course. And uh, you actually had me on your show. Um, we reviewed. We took a look at a horror movie, and it was a guess I guess uh, ocean boat themed horror movie called Ghost Ship. Uh, released by Warner Brothers in, I believe it was 2002. What do you think a ship like this could be worth? Depends on if we have the right to salvage it. I do know one thing. Sea gives you an opportunity, you take it. It's an ocean liner. It's the Antonio Grasa. Any sign of what might have happened? Nothing. No passengers. No crew. No captain. No mention of anything in the ship's log. What do you make of that? A ghost ship. But uh, we had uh, an interesting time uh, reviewing that on the podcast. Go check that out. And as a bit of a spoiler, not to ruin the episode, we kind of uh, conducted uh, the fact that it was not very good. It was an interesting horror movie, not the best. Um, I decided I wanted to have, of course, Mike to come on the show for a review, because of course here on the Geo Show we have uh, reviews from time to time. And I thought, I thought of Ghost Ship, and I thought, well... Ships, boats, tugs. The tugboat, for its size, is the most powerful craft afloat. And the star tugs are the power behind the docks and waterways that make up the big city port. This is Tugs. So, I tasked Mike the task of watching one of my favorite television series straight from the UK and ITV studios. It's Tugs. And we both watched the episodes Ghosts and Pirates. And uh, Tugs is quite an interesting show. Uh, Mike, let's start off with you. If you could, seeing as you're, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if you were familiar with the show in the past, but how would you sum up the show for, uh, for our listeners? Basically, Thomas the Tank Engine in the Water. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good synopsis. Given that it was made by the same studio. Exactly. Um, the show involves two anthropomorphic tugboat fleets, which are the Starfleet and the Zed Stacks, as they compete for daily works in the fictional uh, big city port, which is loosely based on uh, New York Harbor in the 1920s. <laughs> New York with British accents. It could have been Liverpool. You know, Liverpool, it's an England is an island. There's plenty of docks there. They could have just been like, oh, this is a Cheshire dock 
station and boom there you go yeah that's that's an interesting thing um that i'll actually come back to that later in the show because that is quite an interesting point but um the interesting thing about tugs it's it's really it's a huge it was at least for the time uh, a huge budget program the show i can't even go into the show itself but it's just has a huge history behind it the models themselves they look tiny when you're looking at pictures but they are absolutely huge it's it's an amazing production in my personal opinion um and i just thought i thought with with the title of the film that we looked at which was uh, ghost ship and i had i had a few times and i was going to mention this uh in the review but i had a few times where i just was reminded of tug so i thought i had to get you on to review this um but let's jump into the actual review of the two episodes I picked out the uh, two quote-unquote spookiest uh, Tugs episodes uh, to look at for this uh, uh, presentation of of sorts. And, uh, well, Mike, let's start off with you. What did you think of Tugs? It was interesting to see, like, a, an aquatic version of Thomas the Tank Engine. I was happy to see that there was, like, a, you know, that other vehicles got their due. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this episode did have some some spooky moments like for a kids show they really managed to get like good music fog effects dark dark lighting and really add a nice level of macabre to the proceedings which uh, you know i was genuinely impressed with and kind of sad that this show only got like one seat one uh, season i have to mirror your testaments i feel like one thing amazing about the show was that it's just like the the nature of it just doesn't it's i guess kind of i wouldn't say dark i don't know if dark is the correct term but it's like it from the way i guess the look of it is deceiving but in like a fantastic way like not a bad sense like you kind of see tugs and you see like the images of some of the characters and you kind of think like as you kind of said this is going to be thomas the tank engine with boats but i feel like that kind of expectation is kind of, uh, if I can use a pun, it's drowned as the as the show goes on because it goes. I feel it goes into a darker territory that like Thomas the Tank Engine wouldn't go, um, especially in the episode. I in both of these episodes, like in Ghosts, uh, the main plot is that these tugs are out at night and they're seeing these ghost ships. The big city port was in the grips of winter. It had come earlier than expected, and with it came the fog. Long periods of fog had a way of conjuring up old sea stories and superstitions among the boats of the harbor. As Big Mac came close to an old warehouse, he heard a whisper which grew louder. Who's that? Who's out there doing anything? Like... Can't hear that engines. It's funny. There's a ghost fleet. The scuttlebutt be talked about. Ghosts. No. It was too much for Big Mac. Forgetting safety, he charged into the fog and made his way through the dark shapes of moored boats and trampers, trying to make sure the ghost tugs weren't following him. As the night progresses on, all the star tugs get a toast of, excuse me, get a taste of the ghostly side of the harbor as uh, they all experience in their own way seeing the ghost fleet uh, in action in Big City Port. Um, that includes a lot of uh, the key characters of the show, including Izzy Gomez, uh, the Spanish um, stereotype of He's the show. He's a tramper. Yes, exactly. The funny thing about him is that he has a sombrero. 
He has a boat with a sombrero. It's very foggy, but if I see nobody, nobody can see me. Oh, so I get into port free, it's good. Ay, caramba, he's a ghost. Oh, don't take me. I got it though already. He's on his way. Please don't take me. Oh. The ghost tug slid silently into the fog. Uh, I, I put him down as the Speedy Gonzalez boat because he's got like a, a thin mustache to go with the sombrero. And he talks like Speedy Gonzalez, like, see, I saw something. I saw something by the dock. It was a little white sheep. I, I think it's it's just the 80s Mexican stereotype done by someone who's never met a Spanish person in their entire life. Uh, their only reference is Speedy Gonzalez. Exactly. And it's like, oh, this this uh, show's kind of supposed to take place in New York. Ah, they've got they've got Spanish people there. Let's let's just do let's just get a Mexican tramper. Not even like a swarthy. I mean, like if they had like an Antonio Banderas boat, that would be cool. I mean, like, hola, yeah. señor, I am bringing in fried beans from Guadalajara. Like something swarthy and dulcet and smooth, but no, they bring in like the skeezy looking guy, like the like the yeah. like the, like the whiny speed. What well, speedy Gonzalez? It's all it is. Yeah, no, go for Zorro, but no, they went for this guy instead. Eventually, as the episode does go on, um, Ten Cents and Sunshine, who are kind of the main protagonists of the show, uh, come across this big Kahuna giant raging ghost ship out in the wild this old uh seagoing ship suddenly just pops out of the water there's like images of ghosts all over the place there's lightning striking and it's just it's overall it's spooky and it's kind of it's kind of scary yeah you see like the you see like king poseidon or zeus or uh, well to me i Without any point of reference, I thought it was like the uh, the head from Zardoz. The paddle boat is a sin. Go forth and sink your uh, brothers. Yeah, it's just, it's it's wild. It is wild. It gives you a bit of goosebumps. Like, it's not really scary, but it's like, it, it, it has a bit of edge to it, if I can, if I can say that. Eventually, as the episode does go on, we find out that all these things that the characters have seen, all these uh, kind of sights, uh, we turn out, it's all an optical illusion as we find out that uh, everything in the harbor is, is completely safe. You're all going crazy, seeing things that aren't there. They're the white fleet. These tugs sail at times with engines off, listening for cracking ice. There was a wooden galleon frozen in this iceberg, which must have melted in our warmer water. That's why you saw the old vessel bob up to the surface. <laughs> I doubt you saw Neptune, Sunshine. He's for fairy tales. You've let the fog get to you, my dears. <laughs> Hercules, behind you! That's your ghostly galleon. They watched with embarrassment as Burke and Blair towed away the rotting galleon. It was just a fleet of visiting tugboats, and then that introduces us to uh, the second story, which is uh, Pirate. Anyway, would you like to take a stab at uh, at describing Pirate for us, uh, Mike? Oh, sure. The Zero Fleet is busting the, the balls, or I guess the buffers, or some ship part of uh, the little squeak called Ten Cents, uh, because he made a delivery which got pinched later on in the night. That night, a shadowy vessel slid into the harbor. Aha, uh -huh. this looks like what I'm after. 
engineering parts. Unseen, unheard, the dark stranger hitched on mm. Ten Cent's barge and slipped silently into the mist. Hey, you! What do you want? A word. Captain Star wants to see me. We want to see him as well. You didn't deliver our barge. Of course I did. It's not where it should be, is it? And we'll get the blame. But I delivered it. You moved it to wind me up. You have double-crossed us? I have not. You take that back. Oh, no, 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 hang on, no, I was only... So, people are doubting his ability. He's been reprimanded. But the uh, submarine called Grampus, which I kept trying not to call Krampus, he's been... He's been, he's, been, he's been keeping an eye on things, and he realizes that someone is stealing the stuff, but it's not Ten Cents, and it's not even one of the uh, the shifty Zed boys or, or whatever they're called. It's uh, it's actually one of the uh, one of the fleet who is uh, trying to deal with people that have taken or ships that have taken his uncle. Which you know, I'd like to understand how that works. Will you listen a minute? Your pirate is a tug called Sea Rogue. Tug. And Sea Rogue is being forced against his will. The real villains have got the old tug and are threatening to scuttle him if Sea Rogue doesn't steal barges for them. Oh, what do I do? Get to the pirate Sea Rogue, or before the others. But anyhow, one of the uncle, an uncle ship has been taken hostage. So, and they work to catch the uh, the true scoundrels who remain in darkness only with an eerie green light as their eyes. You've done very well so far, Patchy, but we figure you still owe us. You're going back on your word. You said that was the last barge. The thief changed our mind, see. It's one more barge. Get it tonight or it's goodbye to him. David Jones's locker on the seabed. Right. Do as we say or else. It's getting too risky. One more, I said, tonight. Don't do it. I've got to, haven't I? You promised tonight will be the last. Deliver on his six. Which, you know, for something that's not as supernaturally uh, heavy as the ghost episode, still lent an air of darkness. Which, you know, for a kid's show, I have to applaud, like, it's a suitable amount of menace without getting too dastardly and dark and uh you know that they do use the, the the z crew uh zip and zag or zip, zip and zug and they use them <laughs> without their consent or awareness to flush out the 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 kidnappers and it ends with them touching off a munitions barge which i guess is supposed to be played for comedic effect but should have resulted with zip and zug sinking on fire that, I mean, that should have been the darkness, where an ounce of stupidity just ended in the deaths of two prominent characters. It's stupid. Like, I, I love a good explosion from time to time. To, from time to time, keep things exciting. Pe- dock workers would have been killed. The, like, there would have, like, there's the darkness right there. Zip and Zug should have sunk, or at least, like, sailed away half on fire, while dock workers are running around screaming. <laughs> forward, Zug, forward, the fire! <laughs> They move pretty fast when they're not scared. <laughs> they certainly do. <laughs> because like that's not that's not like a little boom, isolated in the on the ocean. This is like these these barges have docked. They're moored to the mainland, and they go boom. Like it is a series of explosions. Like you know, in Canada, like we had like we had like a munitions barge go off, in uh, what was it, Halifax? There was a ton of devastation. 
they they probably see the problem thing is they wouldn't have killed anyone because the weird interesting thing about it is that in tugs there are no uh there are no human characters there are just these megaphones which kind of extrude out of buildings and kind of move around i guess it's kind of implied <laughs> that there's a person uh behind these megaphones but it's um who are talking to these sentient vehicles yeah i think maybe would have the series have gone on there might have been more concrete answers to like how the world kind of works because i think you see cars in the background and trains and stuff so it's like it's kind of implied that like humans are operating those or maybe they are sentient because you do there are quite a lot of like things in the universe that are around that like don't have faces so you can kind of like i guess kind of make a conspiracy of what's alive and what's not i guess it's kind of like uh i don't even know how you would describe it or what i could even compare it to but it's just we don't see a face on the uh, on the galleon that gets raised from the bottom of the ocean and do we see faces on the uh, the white fleet there are no faces on any of them oh god could you imagine a rotted skull face on the galleon as they're dragging it through, like, all you see is, like, a rotted ghost skull. It would look like the ghost ship cover. It would finally be justified. It's a dead ship. We made a joke in, in the podcast saying how in Ghost Ship, uh, the film's cover uh, features a huge ocean liner with a skull face on the front of it. And, see, that would have been pretty damn cool to see here because we, we could have finally got that. We were very close. Somebody dropped the ball here. Maybe that's why it only lasted one season. Maybe. People are just like, we see dead ships, but they don't have faces. Come on. Show some consistency here. Yeah, I think this, it's, it's quite, quite the, quite, there's a, there's a few missed opportunities. I have so many questions about both these episodes that we haven't gotten to yet. We're just talking about the general synopsis, but boy. Let's, let's throw, throw, throw the questions on me. Let's, let's get to that. Okay, the uncle. If if we assume that these ships are made in docks, would the docks, like the buildings, be considered the parents, like the mother and the father? And if so, then how is how how do they have uncles? Because again, you have a ship. It's not a dock that's been taken hostage by terrorists or anything. It, it, it's a boat, so that would imply that his mother and father are also boats. So. Like, did they just like run it? Did they just like run aground into each other, and then like they had like a little canoe that grew up? <laughs> What's the physiology here? See, I I've always assumed that um that just similar to a lore that was kind of invented in in Thomas the Tank Engine that like characters were like brothers and stuff because they were built in like the same warehouse but like yeah that it's just a weird yeah. thing with just like saying yeah that would make sense because that means that the shipyard that the, that the facility would be the parent i guess but it's it's just it's 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 just a very weird it's a very odd kind of thing that they kind of did i do i mean to to the um to to the credit, I guess it does give like a bit of a, a, a bit of bulk, a bit of like beef to the story, because if he, if if kind of like the character Sea Rogue was going, oh, he's he's my uh, close friend that I went to college with and knew for a few weeks. Well, he's my brother. We 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 were we were assembled together. Yeah, I think that would have worked better. That, but it's it's an interesting. I guess, but I mean, I think they kind of went with the uncle thing because it's like they wanted him to be kind of like a more feeble kind of like 
maybe not feeble is the correct term, but more of a, uh, more of a, I guess, kind of older, like he needs assistance, I guess, elderly kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, it could have just been his brother that got roughed up. Yeah, that too. He could have gotten beat up by those uh, green eyed things. You mentioned like it's supposed to take place in New York. Maybe that explains, it doesn't explain the accents, but uh, I had written a question. Why is the little tug called 10 cents when, you know, since they all speak with a British accent, he should be called 10 pence. You got me there. That's actually a good one. Um, I've always, I've, I've always assumed that the show was made particularly for like a British audience, which is why they kind of like did the voices like that. Apparently... Uh, the rumor exists there is a uh, there is an American dub that exists, and it's supposed to be technically the true version of the show, seeing as that it's set in New York. <laughs> the true vision. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, all I know is two things: is that it was done by uh, Deke Productions in the early '90s, and it is very bad. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't really say it's the true version. I'd I'd probably personally just take the British version. But now my question is for you. Okay. So again, as brought up before, we we talked about Ghost Ship and we've kind of, I think we can agree that we've both had the consensus. It wasn't that great. It wasn't awful, 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 but it just wasn't, it wasn't like a solid movie. Like it's something that you would watch for fun. Like just kind of like as kind of a joke thing. I wouldn't call it the room of horror movies, but just kind of something to, uh, something to laugh at. Or be kind of frightened at, or be frightened for different reasons. <laughs> it did have it did have some spooky moments. It was kind of like the uh, t- to me it was reminiscent of the Garfield Halloween special, which had like some lighthearted moments, a uh, little ball busting, but then like one genuinely spooky scene when you see the ships and the uh, the, the 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 galleon being raised up and like lightning crackling around it and a big spectral bearded face with a crown in the sky it it did look you know for a kid show this is every now and then a show will have something genuinely spooky even though it's not a spooky show like garfield and friends when the ghosts show up that was fucking terrifying and there was an episode of the smurfs where i think like they find a medallion or something that causes all like a little smurf apocalypse like crackling lightning storms and flooding throughout the village and papa smurf has to like cast a spell to to fix it and it's like every now and then there's like a like a like a spooky episode so this you know this this was good i mean I, i would have been like thoroughly freaked as a kid to watch this episode now the huge question is would you say it's better or even dare i say more frightening than <laughs> ghost ship you know in, in overall terms of spookiness suspense and uh, a, a a maintained sense of dread this definitely nailed that aspect better than ghost ship did and uh more likable characters too so uh i, I gotta give props to tugs even though even though Warrior was a shitty boat that should have been scuttled or at least severely reprimanded for abandoning the shrimpers, because he was he, his job was to lead them through the fog, and he just fucking bails when he sees like oh there's some land gotta go. It was lucky, but it hit out a bit. Warrior swerved violently just in time to miss the mud bank. 
But the shrimpers were not so lucky. When you can't see, what the? And he doesn't even sound his horn. He doesn't tell the shrimpers behind him, hey, hard starbird, like land, land ho. Nothing. He just turns and they all run aground. Like, this is an absolute failure of his job. He should be severely reprimanded and he gets off scot-free. That is quite an interesting take on the episode. I would like to do a thing kind of dissecting the episodes, kind of like, how much damage would this have uh, have affected a real harbor, you know? Like what you were saying before with like, with the explosions and stuff, like people... That, that, should, have been the ser- that should have been the serious finale. The ship explodes, like half the boats escape on fire and the other half is just like, what are we going to do? The dock's gone. The the man with the, the 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 building with the megaphone is burned down. The last thing I heard was him screaming and begging for his mother. Well, do, do would you believe me if I told you there there is an episode where that kind of happens? Uh, they had an apocalypse episode. There's an episode titled Munitions, and I don't know if that's enough to uh, describe the episodes for you, but it there is just a lot of explosions. Oh my! And gosh. there is there is a dock that explodes. There's a ship that explodes. It is, um, it is just a wild. And yet the next day they're just like, oh, business as usual. I, I even read that there was a quarantine episode. Like, how, how do ships get sick? Like, to, th- at best they catch barnacles and rust. That's, that's the funniest thing. And I remember once, uh, once quarantine happened, the, everybody was posting screenshots of the, of the title card saying, oh, the tugs has become real in 2020, but, uh, it's the Simpsons yeah, of British boats. They predicted it 30 years later. There's just so many weird kind of, again, just going back into the show, just so many, um, Yes, to answer the question, the boats, they can't really get sick, but they like catch this kind of as, as described in the episode, they catch this microbonic plague, as they say, but they don't have organs. <laughs> At best, it should be rust and that's it. Or, you know, like uh, 10 cents meets a, a, a nice little tugboat with lipstick. And then the next day he shows up and he's got barnacles on his propeller and he's like, how did this happen? And then, you know, he's got to get the bad news. It's it's. It's the unfortunate end. I I do. It's a weird thought kind of to think about how biologically again, because it's like you kind of just you kind of have that kind of thing where it's just like, okay, the boat has a face, but it's like then you have all these questions like, okay, who's controlling the boat? Does it have organs inside? Like you said, Um, how far, how, where, where does the start of where does it end where it's part boat? part i guess humanoid like the anthropomorphic 10 cents knocks up the girl that gives him barnacles and then he's like asking hercules i'm too i'm too young to have a dinghy i mean i'm I'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be free i can't handle this responsibility i i feel like this review has made me think of things for tugs that i never thought i'd be correlating but it's oh my god it's it's crazy you took too much for granted you needed fresh eyes on this well i did i i feel like i definitely got some Oh, I, I, I gave you some because there's a scene where Grampus, the uh, for some reason, unbidden, the, the submarine does what kids do whenever they have a bath together, where one like rises above the water and like squirts water on the other one, either either like with their mouth at first or when, or later when they learn to do it with their hands. But these creatures don't have hands, so it's all just face work. And then Top Hat gets squirted in the face from the submarine. 
And there's just the, the way the drops are pooling on his face. I'm just like, really? You're you're going to show this on a kid's show? I mean, th- th- this is like a Pornhub search. Come on. Yeah, it's 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 just a, it's just a wild. And I think that's just one of the things that you just have to love about the show. It's just the unexpected. Like, what other television show would you ever expect this to kind of happen in? And it's probably will never ever we will. And it's it's just the amazing thing about Tugs. Like, we'll never ever get a show like this again. The fact that like this giant tub was constructed and it's just all these model boats floating around and it's just. You know, if if they ever pitched this to a TV company again, or at least a similar format, I know we kind of got Theodore Tugboat in the 90s after that. But if we did get, like, they would never go for this. And even if they did go for this, the fact that we got this with, like, model boats, they would just, like, shoot it down, like, immediately and say, we can just animate this now. Um, but it's just, it is such a wild show. Yeah, the, the, when Hercules comes along and he goes to explain what everybody saw, it's like, oh, your imagination got away with you. The, the White Fleet, they just they just run silent for, uh, what was the reason he gave? It was a good reason at the time. But uh, then he goes like, and that, and that thing you saw, the galleon, it was just a ship that was like uh, along the bottom, which you think Grampus at one point would have said like, oh, you know what? When I've been submerged, there's a ship down there. Like, everybody's surprised that there's a ship down there. Like, Grampus is the one that would have been like, yeah, I found it. I told you about it. And, but he never explains, why did you see a face in the sky? (laughs) There's no explanation for that. That's one thing that I've always, and like, they always, I always see people bring up about the episode. This giant schooner bobs out of the water, lightning striking it. But then, like, to the corner of the screen, this face just starts flashing out and it's just it's such a it is such a wild and it's just like every everything's explained at the end like you said he comes in there it's like oh they're just tugs from north of the harbor they they go with their engines off but it's like yeah but what about that thing that really scary thing that just was staring at me from the sky it's insane yeah they don't even they don't even bring it up you think he'd be like, yeah, you two idiots are seeing things or, you know, we, we find that there's an explanation for it. Like, I don't know, some trees that, you know, when you see them from a certain angle, look like a face when illuminated by lightning. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the t- in this Tugs episode, the ghost ship is real because, you know, you never explain the, the face in the sky. And it lingers for a while. So it's not like, oh, it was just like lightning flashing or something. It, it it's there for a while. So you know, Hercules, you may come, you may come to eat those words. I'd love to get your take on it. We'll we'll get to a rating now. I feel like we've dipped enough into Tugs, but I'd love to get your um, rating on it. What would you give Tugs? Well, I've only seen two episodes, so I can't really rate the whole series. But from what I saw as a kid show, I would give it about four facial squirts from a submarine out of five it was oh, it was entertaining i mean if you have an, an analytical mind like mine where you're just like if you if something is out of place like i can suspend my disbelief for the sake of enjoying it while also still holding on to those questions because there there's so much to mine from this show i mean i I mean, I'm, I mean, if you want to cover other episodes of this so we can talk about the quarantines or 
the munitions episode where apparently, hey, remember those times when the docks caught fire for like several days and then nobody talked about it again? Like, there's so much to enjoy about this. Like, it raises questions. It You could call it an oversight or whatever, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I think it is a well-produced thing. Uh, good voices, uh, excellent props. The music, I, I was digging the 80s sitcom intro music that we had for this show. It was, it, it's unique. It doesn't sound like a kid show. It sounds like, oh, like the, uh, some show that would be between Kate and Allie and Newhart. It's it's amazing how well done it is. And it, it, it feels like it doesn't belong. Like, it feels like it doesn't belong to the show itself. It's a primetime, it's a primetime intro rather than like a kid's show it's high it's well produced yeah it's it's just it's such an amazing it's such an amazing like artifact it's just a time capsule to like i guess a time where practical i i'm not sure if practical effects would be the correct term to use in this situation but i guess we're practical kind of uh productions reign supreme like everything was kind of uh real effects and like at a time when if tugs was pitched today not only would it probably not have been picked up, but it would probably be animated, made in CGI, and nothing with actual models. So I feel like it's it's something that, that has to be appreciated. That's something that we wouldn't kind of get today. Quite the amazing uh, show. And I think, I don't know, I think that's the perfect way to end off this episode uh, of the Geo Show, this kind of review. But thank you, Mike, for coming on. Um, I can't think have have you has your light would would you say I've recruited another person for the tugs army <laughs> if that's a thing I I hope it's not a thing there's probably only like 15 of us but I don't know the, the tug army sounds like another Pornhub search yeah I, I I agree with you on that one just the title tugs pirate ghost sounds a little off uh, but yeah this was a I mean, I would not be against watching an episode of this with my nephews. It is a... It's a good show. Like, again, problems, but to me, the problems only make it more enjoyable to talk about. And if you can talk about a show after watching it, then it's a mark of success. Because the, the last thing a show should be is when you watch it, you're done and you're like, yep, I have nothing to say. Then, you know, then that show is boring. Or you're boring, not not you specifically, but, you know, yeah. someone who watches a show and has nothing to think about it afterwards. It's like, I mean, try try having a bit more active mind. Like, there's so much more you can enjoy from a show rather than just exactly what they put on in front of you for that amount of time. Like, like Ghost Ship. Is it a good movie? No, it's a shitty movie, but we had a great time talking about it. So that can be a saving grace at times. And Tugs had an issue or two, but overall, very enjoyable to watch and <laughs> even more enjoyable to talk about. Overall, just just a fun, just a fun episode. And I guess we can end it off here. Mike, for the people who are listening, if they want to find you, where, where can they find you? I, I'd highly recommend any of my listeners to go check out his his podcast, uh, The Graveyard Shift Horror Podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. It's a great show. Dissects, just like how we kind of dissected Tugsy, dissects a lot of horror movies. Um, 
including Ghost Ship, which we have uh, an episode which we kind of touched on to, together. Mike, where can the people find you? You can find the website for the podcast at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyard. Uh, it was part of a big production company, but there's only one show being made, so that's why it's just not the graveyardshift.com. But, uh, you know, we plan on making other podcasts eventually once I find hosts and topics. But, uh, yeah, right now we talk about horror movies. We break them down into the good, the bad, anything else we find fun or and or relevant. And I also try to make, like, a, like fake deleted scenes for some episodes or just cold opens where me and my guest are just messing around in the world of the movie. Like, uh, for Bird Box... Uh, if you, even if you never saw the movie, you may have seen the news where people like try driving around using the collision sensors on their cars to avoid hitting things because that's a, a thing that happens in the movie. So they, they called it the bird box challenge where other people would either like walk around with a blindfold on seeing like, how well can you navigate in a world where seeing something might kill you? And so I did my own version of that where I just basically drove around without my glasses. It's, it's just one of the many things we do. We also did a, an episode of The Fly where I get uh, where the show begins with me getting the, the telepods from the movie and messing around with them. I picked them up at a garage sale because some, somebody would be selling teleporters at a garage sale. You see, see, Tugs isn't the only show where you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit to get the joke. So, yeah, we uh, we do that. We've done uh, 170 episodes. Like, I think yours is 172 or 171. So we've been at this for a while, and there are so many horror movies that are either good, uh, bad, either way. The good, the good are great to talk about, and the bad movies are just as great to talk about when you got the right people asking the right questions. Well, that's awesome. And I can't wait for 171 or 172, whatever it is, to come out. Um, anyway, just Mike, thanks again for coming on the pod. Make sure to check out his podcast. Uh, make sure for the Geo Show, hit up the Facebook page. Uh, find links to all our streaming platforms there. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me on at Petty, P-E-T-T-I underscore Geo. That's it for the episode. Hope you had a bon voyage with this uh with this installment review of the show. Thanks again, Mike, for coming on. And uh, th- any things you want to say before we head out? Uh, this, w- this was a blast. And I'd love to be on to, uh, if you have any more interesting material for me to rack my unique perspective around, then, uh, you know, don't hesitate because this is fun. Definitely. We are definitely going to have you back soon. And I guess that's it for the Geo Show for today, as mentioned as before. I am Geo, that was Mike, and this was the episode. Goodbye, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. The Geo Show. Geo Show. The Geo Show. The Geo Show. And if you're looking for a good hands-off coffee experience in the Ottawa area, look no further than the Daily Grind Coffee Company. All their brews are made by machine, no human contact. Since 2018, Daily Grind Coffee Company has been providing Starbucks quality coffee at a Tim Hortons price. Find them online at thedailygrindcoffeecompany.ca.